1: I'm in love with Welcome back to Open the Voice Gate for April 20th, 2021. We are members of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find us on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast feed, or you can find us on our own dedicated podcast feed on all podcast platforms and applications. You can follow us on Twitter at Open If you would like to donate to the show, just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to our redcircle.com landing site. You click the red rectangle, I've been saying square or box for a while, but it's a rectangle that says donate to the show and you could do a one-time or reoccurring donation i think it's actually sponsored the show but you get what i'm saying one time or reoccurring no obligation whatsoever but we would like to thank all of our previous donors i'm one of your hosts it's your old pal mike spears joins always with my friend and co-host case low in case it is the unofficial holiday of one of the lamest unofficial holidays possible but I have to ask you are you smoking that good, good today case? Because I know you're not. I'm just wondering to see if, if you know strains of weed. Because knowing how you are, I'd be completely <laughs> knowing surprised. Knowing how
0: I am? Oh my goodness. Mike Spears. Uh, this is true. I, 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 I'll, I, <laughs> I,
1: I'll be doing the same bit tomorrow morning with Aaron <laughs> Bentley. So uh, to, to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am nailed to the X. I'm true till death. I am armed with a mind. Whatever other straight edge cliche that you want to throw out there. I did not I did not wear a straight-edge T-shirt today because I thought that would be a little... It would be a little too on the nose. It would also just be really sad because I didn't leave my apartment today. And just, like, the idea of of self-owning the cannabis consumers in Illinois where it's legal anyways by wearing my Have Heart T-shirt in my studio apartment, that would have been a little much. It's... I, I am... I'm fine with, uh with the consumption it doesn't bother me i live by a, a dispensary that constantly has a line outside of the door which is always a little jarring to me just because yeah it's it's always just you know like young athletic trim good looking people out there it's like oh god that's it's it's just not
1: a part of my life and i forget and- that it's a part of other people's lives and, and like the thing is is that like South Carolina it's not even close to legalized but like <laughs> well whenever you like you hear like people like celebrate it and whenever like i mean my emails like the the various 420 related things i've seen today case okay, so i'm just like all right y'all have done it don't worry about legalizing it pot's not cool anymore because because if if i'm getting DoorDash telling me like hey you've got the munchies here's 10 dollars off of your cookout order like what is the point? And then also, I'm willing to bet I, I I'm firing on all cylinders today, KS, If you <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I, I'm willing to bet that nearly everyone in that dispensary line, well, i it, it sits a sits a perfect type. You know, I I would say that that like the the, the people that you would be talking about the dispensary line, and you know, and look, r- it's on r- r- the
0: north side of Chicago on Wrigleyville. Yeah. There's oh, okay. there's a type
1: there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it it's just like I'm just like all right, y'all, like whatever at this point like of course we need to expunge all all marijuana possession arrests and you know like clear the deck there of course for the carceral state but come on like really
0: i I, I work in morning radio i work on a show that's live 6 to 10 a.m every single day and if you think our entire show prep today wasn't let's have listeners call in and tell stories about when they were high you would be mistaken it was pretty much four hours of that and that only
1: But you know what? Hey, it made your life easier. So that's one reason why we could celebrate this day. Oh, it
0: was the the formatting sheet of like the notes I take so I can pull clips for later. I was like, well, this was a story about somebody being high and this was a story about someone being high and I'll clip that story about someone being high. It was uh, not a bad day at work by any means.
1: (laughs) But we are not here to talk about it, even though everyone jokes around about natural vibes. You know, we're talking about the latest week in Dragon Gate. We've had our... I was actually surprised to say to see this. Not that they've only had one Fukuoka weekend this year. So it's their second Fukuoka weekend of this year. We are coming to this week is a pretty big week coming up ahead with with uh a, the, the monthly Kobe Sumbo Hall show, of course, but more importantly, the start of Speed Star final countdown in Higashi Osaka on the twenty fourth case. So just off the top, it's an interesting week. We are ticking down the days to Dead or Alive and King of Gate. We spent a good bit of time talking about that last week, but, you know, we have these four shows that they had until Dead or Alive. We have the final kind of buildup, and we're seeing the... the, the. I, I don't want to say, like, the undercard stuff because there's title matches being behind there's but, but they're fleshing out the Dead or Alive card. So, like, what's your... L- let's do a little bit of a mental health check. What's your mental health on Dragon Gate after, you know... Last week was a tough week with that Corkin, but we had two shows in Fukuoka, and now we, we're looking ahead to a pretty big Sambo Hall show, and, of course, the start of the Masato Yoshino retirement series. Uh,
0: the question of how my mental health is doing uh, versus how is my mental health in Dragon Gate, those are two drastically different answers. Of course, I will, yes, I will, yes, I will
1: answer the Dragon Gate Le- side of the Leading question. <laughs> leading question for me. I apologize.
0: No, uh, I am pumped because... I thought there was a lot of fun stuff on these Fukuoka shows. I thought there was one great match this weekend and a number of other things that I, I quite honestly really, really liked. I think the upcoming Sambo Hall show could be very fun. There was some stuff there that caught my eye. The Masao Yoshino show on April 24th. At the very least, I think the last two matches are going to be uh, pretty solid. And this Dead or Alive card, the way it's shaping up with Skywalker versus Kakuta with Yamato and Kai versus Drankid and SB Kento in the cage, and now Masaki Mochizuki and Takashi Yoshida versus Kaito Yoshida and Kazuma Sakamoto, that is as strong of a three-match lineup as they have put together in quite some time. So, I, I, you know, we'll have some speculation on other title matches they could do on that show, but, yeah, I'm pumped for the next few weeks. There's a lot coming down the line, and then, you know, obviously once we get past Dead or Alive... We are straight into King of Gate, so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I feel much better about the promotion uh, coming into this week than I did last week.
1: Yeah, I, that that was kind of what my response was to the Fukuoka de- double shot. I don't need to go on my rampage about across Fukuoka as a venue for this promotion like I do every time we talk about it. But Did you think, by the way, did you think the venue, and I don't know what the attendance numbers are or were compared to prior shows,
0: you probably do, I thought the venue looked really full this time around, which was
1: nice to see. Well, funny you mentioned that. Uh, combined attendance for the day-night was 6.03 versus 5.29. Yeah. So pretty that, far up.
0: That that, yeah. that uh, second show, the opening match to Sumiakos goes into go, goes the crowd, and they kind of do a nice pan of— the hard camera side, people that you normally wouldn't see in that venue on camera. And I thought, right. man, there's there's
1: quite a bit of people there. That's kind of nice to see. Yeah, but, like, the venue felt more lively, for sure, this week. And then, like, yeah, like, between these two shows, like, there, there will always be some going through the motions wrestling that happens when you have two matches in a day, and especially, like, the way that Dragon Gate does it and how they kind of, you know... You you know who's going to be in a featured match and one they're going to put forth full effort or the, they're going to go for it rather and then some match that's like all right I'm opening the show with uh, uh I'm opening the the, the show we're gonna get the natural vibes dance I know what I'm gonna be doing here and you know piecing through like the, these two Foco Oka shows I thought that overall it was the 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 storyline stuff there are some storyline stuff that I'm kind of like okay I'm ready to see like the blow off but overall you know I mean not the worst fukuoka weekend and we and i have one notebook match and i think it's a different notebook match than you have case so there's a lot in this weekend in fukuoka well let, let's run through it quickly let's talk about this first show all right so as i mentioned earlier or i just mentioned attendance massively up 603 across both shows this one in comparison to the one earlier this year 278 to 238 so usually in these double headers the the front half usually kind of eats it and then and then the second half is such a bigger show, than it ends up being like this. But still, 279 there is pretty strong attendance. Uh, I'm going to start reading down the results. I think it's probably the best way to handle this case. And we'll, we'll we'll go and revisit the stuff that we feel like it's worth revisiting after I go through each show. Sounds good to me. All right. So the first show, these are up on the network until the 25th. Opener, unaffiliated tag team versus R.E.D., Naruki, Doi, Gamma, and Kagatura defeat Diamante, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Hio of R.E.D., Doi over Hio with the Bakatari sliding kick. Second match, Bensuke of high end, that is Benke and Keisuke Okuda versus the the Team Boku team of Rio Saito and Punch Tominaga. Tomonaga got the pen cradling out of the sleeper hold in 7 minutes and 35 seconds on Keisuke Okuda. Match three, KZ versus Bokudamo Dragon. Of course, Bokudamo Dragon has been unmasked as Big R Shimizu, but he will be still wrestling as Bokudomo Dragon, I guess, until... I'm guessing until the cage. case. They they haven't really said how long we're going to still have Bokudamo right?
0: No, I, I, I think for sure it's until the end of this tour, but I don't know if we have a launch date on the new character yet.
1: Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Like, uh, if it's not... If they're not going to finish that up in Hagashi Osaka, then it's probably going to be finished up at uh, Nagoya Dead or Alive. But match four, Ultimo, Dragon, Masaki, Mochizuki, Takashi, Yoshida, of course, all three of those unaffiliated, versus the Natural Vibes team, Misasumi Yokosuka, Ginki, Horiguchi, and UT. UT with the win with the passion on Mochizuki in 11 minutes, 29 seconds. Semi-main event, Road to Dead or Alive tag, special tag team match. Yamato and Kai versus Dragon Kid and SB Kento. These are the exact sides that will be happening in Nagoya on the 5th. It was SB Kento getting the pin on Yamato after a misfired lariat by Kai in the main event. R.E.D. versus Masquerade. Full complement of Masquerade, Shun, Koda menonora Jason Lee, and La Australia versus Ata, BB Hulk, Kaido Ishida, and Hip Hop Kakuda. Hip Hop Kakuda. Got the win, 60 minutes and two seconds with a hand of God rolling lariat on Coda Minenora. So, interesting first show, I'll say. I'll say just off the top case, I think I liked the first show more than I did the uh, evening one. Uh, w- what was your thoughts overall on the morning show?
0: I would co-sign that. There's nothing on this show. Well, there's three matches I want to talk about. Two of them I really liked. One, and I'll, I'll say it up front, and I have said this on the show before. I, I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is. Every year, Drangate runs Road 2 Dead or Alive tag matches with uh, combatants in the cage on, on various teams. I can never get into those matches. And this this Yamato and Kai versus Drangate and the match, which is the match we're going to see, but in a cage. I, am I totally insane? Or do these matches just never... The Road 2 stuff never clicks for me. I don't know why that is, but that's a reoccurring trend every year I can never get into these matches.
1: Yeah, and with this also, like I'm I'm totally with you on this. I was only three and a quarter on the semi main event. Uh it it it's even more complicated this year because like in past years there would be like stuff like, okay, maybe whoever whomever might be the hostage risk, the person outside the cage who might be having their hair or mask put on line because of the person in the cage there might still be some question and there's some stakes there there's absolutely no stakes in this matchup this is the exact teams that we'll be seeing in the cage Yamato and Kai have been doing this now for over two two years SB Kento and Dragon Kid you know I mean they've crossed half a year with their kind of feud so it just kind of was in a lot of ways just building up stuff for a match that I'm already built up for I'm just ready for that match so all of like the road to stuff there i felt like was completely unnecessary and i would i would have rather have seen like a high-end versus red tag where like you have to deal with that here than versus the straight road to dead or alive match personally
0: yeah i don't love the sb kento kai dynamics that they're working with right now where sb kento was constantly undermining kai and i guess that goes back to the ada tweet that we talked about a few weeks ago where Ada was firmly aligning himself with the youth movement in RED. Your SBKs and your Kakutas and your Ashitas, and I, I believe, if I if I remember correctly, Kai was left out of that tweet. So they're they're teasing something there, but I I just I'm not I'm not loving the SBK scene right now, which is unfortunate because he's still incredibly talented. But between what they've done with him and Drangit and Cork and Hall, and now what they're doing with him and Kai on the road, it's not quite clicking with me. It's a lot of heat. Especially for Drangit, it's a lot of heat.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it's something where I hate how, like, I would absolutely love on the 5th to be completely taken aback and DK and SB Kento uh, escape first, and then we get a Kai versus Yamato hair versus hair match. But it just does not seem like that's happening especially like when you look at SP Kento who has his hair in a ponytail that's this long like i i i would love to be bait and switch here case but everything with his company has led me to believe that like who was the like case in the past people who have had massively long hair going into this cage match Rio Saito lost his hair when that happened uh Katoka's hair wasn't massively long but it was bright and red and it was, like, a big thing about his personality. He lost it, and just with, like, past history, I feel like that... I I can't say prohibit a favorite, but I've been saying this now for weeks, I feel like saying, but they are so telegraphing SB Kento losing that it kind of just changes this build in a way.
0: Yeah, which is fine, because I, I still think, come May 5th, if we get the satisfying conclusion of Dragon Kid shaving his head in the middle of the ring, great. Story's paid off. I completely understand the destination that we got to, even if I didn't love the journey all the way through. But, you know, we're looking at a schedule where we have this show, we have the Kobe Sambo Hall show this week, we've got the uh, Higashi Osaka show, the Yoshino Homecoming show that you just talked about, and then at the start of May, I mean, we've got a number of cards here, and it's going to be a lot, what I'm assuming is going to be a lot of SBK and Kai and Yamato, and Dragon Kid nonsense, quite frankly, uh, with the Osaka show and the Kyoto show, uh, the two Kyoto shows before Dead or Alive, so it's just, we're going to see mm-hmm. a lot of this, and it's not, it's just not landing with me right now.
1: It, and it's something, it's like, we'll, well, I don't know how they could build up this match any even more, you know? And, and, unless you're putting, like, these four on one side, and you're doing, like, a complete per and and blaze, and you're taking, I guess, uh, Shun Skywalker, uh, Hip Hop Kakuda, and I'm trying to think of who else. I, I, then I guess uh Okuda and Jason Lee. Unless you're doing like those and doing an Atomicos like this on one of these three shows, you don't need to do anything else here. If anything, you're overcooking the feud at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be frustrating to get through. But again, with this promotion, I, I'll reemphasize this point over, you know, their 21 years of history for the seven or eight years that i've been watching uh, you know on an active basis they've earned my trust i i have a feeling this will play out uh, in a satisfying way in the end but i'm not loving the journey uh to get here right now which i talked about a lot last week with the finale to that cork and hall main event
1: yeah 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 and i mean these matches are so angle heavy that it's not like like okay we know how the feuds going in the past but w- the ring work is here so I'm okay if still seeing it like it it it's a lot of gimmick stuff it's a lot of like mask rips and and mis and misfires and it's kind of like all right you, you've hammered that that point w- which home is crazy
0: now. to think that we've got SPK fully ripping Dragon Kid's mask off on a Fukuoka double shot show it, it's just we've seen this i really think that last cork and hall show they needed to establish that they can also have great matches while telling the story and that didn't happen and now again it's just sexy boy kento sbk it's just a lot of heat on him right now and it's a little it's a little jarring to see because i feel like the only time we see this level of dominance and it's an odd comparison to make but you know we've seen shingo run through guys in the past like a gym class bully SPK is, I guess, like the evil class clown, but he he's presented with such dominance that is so forceful and, and established as such a pest in a Thorn and Dragon kid's side that it's it's a little exhausting.
1: I I would almost liken it is that he, uh, in high school, we had a kid like my high school was mainly a baseball high school. Like most, like we had like one person from football who made it to kansas state but if you're going from a texas high school to kansas state that tells you where you are really in football but it was a baseball high school and there was a kid who came in that was throwing 90 already he signed to rice and the only reason why he signed was he knew that like well I'm go- uh, there's no way they're going to draft me in the first few rounds i'm going to go and do two years of college ball and then i'm going to go play and then i'll go get redrafted again that happened to him he ended up in the uh, blue jays org but the thing is is that like this kid was like so good at this and was like so smart he was kind of like this prodigy that like it's not that like people like he like walked on water but it was one of those things that he could get away with this and he could be like a shithead and he was kind of a shithead person because he knew like those kind of things he owes kind of that equivalent of like the 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 just like ahead of his time athlete who's just let it go to his head and i kind of like that character and it's a different kind of bent from the Shingo one because like the Shingo one like that's a completely apt analogy there I just kind of like how SBK has turned this on ahead. And, and that's what makes this feud so frustrating is because, like, SB Kento should be, like, one of the more compelling people in this company. But, like, at this moment, I'm like, all right, I'm built up. I want to see this cage match. You need to stop selling me on this cage match. Like, let's see what, what could happen in the cage.
0: Yeah, so that is a, a an unfortunate kind of cloud hanging over this main event angle. But luckily, at least for me, there was a bunch of other stuff that I liked on the show.
1: Yeah, so I know... You DM'd me before I watched this. It, it was a weekend with me, so I didn't get a chance to watch this stuff until last night and this morning, but KZ versus Bokudamo Dragon. That was a very interesting matchup that I know that you have some pretty deep thoughts on.
0: Well, I, I, will, I will play spoiler right now and say this wasn't even my favorite match of the weekend. Uh, okay. I, yeah, there, there's... Actually, I thought this one
1: was your favorite. There's
0: actually something on this show that I ended up liking more, but, oh my God, I mean... It's it's not victory lap worthy, but I, I told people throughout the entire masked Bocaltimo portion, I said, this guy is one shot put slam away from reminding everybody that he is capable of being one of the best wrestlers in the world. And sure enough, he drops the shtick. He has this straight ahead wrestling match with KZ, and I thought it was unbelievable. I went three and three quarters with this match. I thought it was so entertaining, and more importantly, again... We dealt with sleazy Big R Shimizu for the longest time, and I think when he was in that role, he lost his fire to an extent he lost his drive, and it became very apparent. You see him here, and it's unfortunate that he's still wearing the, the Ultimo costume, but without the mask, because it, I, I think it diminishes the effectiveness of it a little bit. But watching Shimizu with uh, grown-out hair, but not the sleazy mullet he had going... He had
1: kind of a chili bowl
0: working for him. <laughs> well, but watching him where uh, you you know his role and it's clear you can see his face. Oh my god, the fire he showed in this match. This is why I loved Big R Shimizu. This is why he got over with me in the first place. And he just happened to be in the ring with KZ, who, uh, as with King of Gate coming up, I have to sit down and seriously think about what KZ's next step is because I think I think he could be in for a really big summer, and quite honestly his performance warrants it. This was a terrific match with an incredible, incredible finishing stretch where you had Shimizu. It's funny, like the first time he did the Lamahi Stroll, it got like a laugh. It was like a a punchline almost. Now he does the Lamahi Stroll, flawlessly like he's a trained yeah. luchador and he busted one out here for a crazy near fall KZ kicks out he hits the sky to schoolboy, that gets a crazy near fall and then KZ does that cobra twist submission and Shimizu fights and fights and fights and he finally taps out this was this was the type of fun match that you know Mike and I have complained a lot about these fukuoka shows it's because they don't have matches like this where I could just sit down and get lost in this match It's not a match that's on my spreadsheet, certainly not a match that I'm going to think about for match of the year contenders, but if I was making, uh, you know, come December a best of 2021 Dragon Gate playlist, this is a match that would be on there. I think everyone should make some time to watch it.
1: Yeah, I I went three and a half on it, so we weren't too far. I guess now that our match of the weekend, it's probably the same match now that you mentioned this, because I thought this would be it. Uh, The thing that, that got me in this match was, as soon as the mask, like they goofed around about his mask, for a little bit but as soon as the mask came off and they started going this was a rather like hard hitting and stiff affair that like these two guys really like went for it and it was a lot of fun here and then the way that they really heated everything up moving into the spider twist was just excellent stuff like this is the match that like I go through half stars this I, I put this match I need to update my list but I put my lat this match on my like my recommendations list like this is why this I have recommendations list is for something like this match because Fukuoka does not usually have great matches it's usually kind of dead people going through the motions but KZ and Bukuromo I mean I like the fact that Bukuromo has kept some of the Ultimo trappings and you know has a Law might of straw I mean Gives him a flash pen. Everyone in this, a lot of people in this company have flash pens, and he never had one. And it's a very logical one, and I dig that he had it. And you know, this was an absolute blast. Like it was, with the exception of the main event, the longest match on the show. Like they gave this, they gave everything here a good amount of time. Fukuoka is not working under any sort of state of emergency here, but like they definitely gave this thing time to breathe, and it breathed, and it breathed in a way that breathed. That's great English, but <laughs> it, it like. It, it it was able to like tell out a, a strong story between these two. And I feel like that that kind of made that somewhat special.
0: Mike, we'll see where Shimizu ends up at the end of the year. But if this is a guy who around Dangerous Gate, Gate of Destiny, even even Gate of Origin, which is a smaller show, albeit a featured show, if this is a guy that finds himself challenging for the Dream Gate, I think we're really going to look back at the past year of him losing the cage match, Doing the gimmick change, and then coming out of it seemingly refocused, and I and I use the term a lot of, of calibration, seemingly recalibrated, and yeah. the way he's he's not only approaching his matches, but the way that the fans are reacting to him, it seemed like a total character reset. And if this is a guy that finds himself at the top of the card towards the end of the year, uh, we are going to have to go back and really give Dragon Gate credit for what they have done with Shimizu, because he was a guy that for so long was bubbling on the surface and had all of this potential, what I thought was main event potential. And then he spent that year in R.E.D. where, you know, he wasn't he wasn't bad by any means. I mean, he was a, a terrific Open the Twin Gate champion, but it, we we found his ceiling. We, we suddenly knew what he was, and it wasn't quite, at least in my mind, what I thought he could be. But he's been given this new life, unmasked, and I'm really excited at the possibilities because as I will continue to reiterate, pound for pound, one of the best wrestlers on the roster. I truly believe that. And, and this was more evidence of that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, nothing is settled in the unit landscape. I don't think that Shimizu will come out of this being a one here, but you know, the fact that he might be an even more believable Dreamgate challenger coming out of that, like that, that's a, that's the you got to tip your proverbial hat to to to, to all the uh, mysterious matchmakers in Kobe if they pull this off in the way that like now that you've laid it out for me like I could totally see that happening and that's incredibly fascinating.
0: Yeah, just compared to I I, I think if you know even if he loses his hair and that was September, it it just. It was a character reset, but it wasn't enough. There was still a little bit too much of the old Shimizu there, and they gave this time. And we said, you know, this Bukaltimo character would run its course. It would likely be done by Dead or Alive. It's likely going to finish up at Dead or Alive. And it's just, it's starting to become an incredibly satisfying story and I really like the potential that this has, even if, you know, he's a twin gate champion or, you know, a, a strong, a strong, uh, a kingpin of a triangle gate team. I think that's a win. But from what I saw in this match, the fire that he showed and the reminder that he is as good of a wrestler as he is. I, I am once again thinking like, man, Shimizu in the main event scene. I could see that I can really buy that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all will play off. And, the last match I wanted to touch on, Case, and I have a feeling now that with, with like, this very bad build that we've done, might end up being your match of the weekend as well. It was mine. It was the main event, the Masquerade versus R.E.D. tag, and an interesting kind of facet they did in this match, Case, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I, what the fuck? BB Hulk turned the clock back to 2010 in this match? I, I mean, were you as impressed <laughs> by him as I was? Because I, Hulk, I thought, was, like, the best guy in this match.
1: Oh, here's the interesting thing. I thought the interesting thing about this match was the fact that they had Masquerade dominate for like the first four or five minutes. And then Kakuta just laid people out. But Hulk was great in this as well. Kakuta
0: did rip. I was so impressed though by BB Hulk. And it's once again, you look at who's in this match. It's BB Hulk and it's Kota Minora. And I don't know what their relationship is, but I am dying to know because since August of last year, every time these guys get in the ring together, Hulk is so giving and works so hard when he's in the ring with Menorah. It's it's unbelievable to me. It's something that I don't even know of another comparison because, you know, you and I, I, I think, are probably higher on Hulk in his current stage than most people. But it's not like we're thrilled seeing BB right. Hulk all the time. But when he's in the ring with Menorah... He looks five years younger. It's every single time these guys are together. I- I'm really bummed. They're in the same block for King of Gate, but their singles match is not going to make TV. And that is a real bummer because I would just like to see what that looks like given their interactions in the tag matches. Uh, but yes, this was my match of the weekend. Four stars from me. Uh, Menorah and Hulk were tremendous, and Kakuta down the stretch. With the exception of the fact that this is the second show in a row where Kakuta has kind of screwed up the Hand of God Lariat, and that is... uh, He goes low. Yeah, it's weirdly concerning. I, I, I don't love that, just given who he is in his sort of unestablished position going into the biggest match of his life. I would like to see him nail the finisher. That's something that I think we can work on going forward. But he ended up picking Manora up. The second, the second hand of God he hit looked like it sucked. He hit Manora so hard with that lariat, and and <laughs> what you end up with is a four star match to close out the first Fukuoka show.
1: Yeah, I, I was four flat as well. Uh, I thought that Kuzen and, Sh- and Shun had some truly exceptional uh, face offs here. I think it's something that you know. It, it, it's they wouldn't have had a huge amount of time interacting with each other because uh, other than, you know, I don't know how long Kakuta was in Kobe and the Dojo, but, I mean, Shun was gone, gone last December. Doesn't come back until until November. So, like, we're talking about someone that has only had five months really to build up some chemistry. So I was really kind of zeroed in on that because we didn't get the face off at Corican because of the COVID situation. So now we got that. And I thought that it was really remarkable saying like, all right, these two guys is like the two tallest guys on the roster, seeing them kind of face off like that. I thought that that was really kind of rad there. And just the way that he put people down and just completely, you know, just, dealt with business uh i i'm 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 vamping a little bit here because i think because i thought i saw somewhere that there's a pile driver that uh he's now using as a move as well but i cannot find it right yes
0: now. let me uh yes i i know the tweet you're talking about it's just going to take me a second to find the tweet but but at a memorial gate that was what kakuta used to beat Ben K and I cannot think of this Twitter right. user's name. I, I I know exactly who tweeted it, and I can't think of this guy's name. Uh, but I, I'll say about this match. Yeah, it's it's another one of those things. You know, we've been talking a lot off the air about the upcoming Dragon Gate and MLW partnership. And by the way, if you follow Davy Richards on Twitter, Davy Richards did retweet the MLW Dragon Gate hype video today, and I am all about that life. Uh, but it's just once <laughs> did, did we
1: we I I mean they were in Fukuoka Hakata this week. Okay, so I wonder if there's some, some memories that they might have of Davy Richards one storyline.
0: Uh, it, it it rocks so much. Uh, so th- there's a lot to like here. But my my point bringing up the MLW thing is that I really think the chemistry that these guys have your A and your B Red team against Masquerade in any form. Is a mash that I think would make a huge, huge imprint in the united states and and to be clear, the hip hop kakuta finisher is apparently called, and this comes from at Lorenzo Music Rec on twitter the bottoms up pile driver
1: <laughs> i i are we certain that's real because if that is, they are they're curbing on the square on a level I've not anticipated, you know
0: look. I, well, I mean, you've seen his body. What are you going to deny him that he's got I, I, these thunder thighs?
1: I mean, there's a part of me that's very intrigued by what gear uh, Hip Hop Kakuda might be wearing in on May 5th case. You think Just he's going to go with smaller tights for the biggest match of his life? No case, but the one thing I'll say about Hip Hop Kakuda is he probably understands the importance of grooming. And support for Open the Voice Gate is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclu- exclusive offer for our listeners 20% off and free shipping with the promo code OTVG at manscaped.com. And you know, for someone like Hip Hop Kakuta, he, he has to make sure everything's in control, right, Case? Mike,
0: that's right. And not only does Hip Hop Kakuta have to make sure that everything is in control, but, but we, Mike Spears and Case Love, the Open the Voice Gate podcast, we have to make sure everything is in control. Yes, it was 33 degrees here in Chicago today, but summer is right around the corner. And you know what summer means? It means horniness can strike at any moment. And when horniness strikes, you have to be prepared. That's why Manscaped hooked us up with the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. For a long time in life, I was doing what we called bicking my boys, just taking a razor down there and having at it. But now I feel confident, and more importantly, I feel safe when I'm shaving my boys with the
1: Lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, and the great thing about the Perfect Package 3.0 is it comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. It has the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you know, I live in the South. I, I, I used to live in Miami, where it was 85 degrees and 80% humidity all day, and you know, Deodorant, you know, antiperspirant—it's not just for your armpits. So you know, they—they look out for us with that as well. Then they also have the crop reviver, which is something that you use post and it helps out a a a good deal there. So just making sure that they they get you all covered there with Manscaped. Just trim that junk of yours. Get two percent, get twenty percent off with free shipping with the promo code OTVG at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the promo code OTVG at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code O-T-V-G. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
0: Mike, you want a a quick caseload dating story?
1: Oh, I I live for these things. (laughs) Well, well, what do you got for me?
0: This this is a recent one. This this happened, we're recording this on a Tuesday. This happened uh, last Friday. Um... I'm on the dating app hinge. Uh, I'm half vaccinated, but I just hit a point where I was like, you know what? I've, I've got to get back out there. I get my second vaccine in in just a few days, but I I can't wait. I want to get back out there. Match with a woman. Very cute. Uh, it just uh, hit a lot of the boxes that I like: fun glasses, cool tattoos, nice sense of style. Um, we talked for a few days. We talked a lot about a lot about books because uh, I, you know, I I do a fancy a nice book here and there. We talked a lot about music, uh, which her music taste was. Uh, not my thing, but I could respect a lot of like 60s folk in there stuff that I, I don't like hippies. And so uh, too, too
1: much Donovan, too much Donovan for, I, I had for a, your life.
0: I had a roommate that loved Donovan. That is a true story uh, that, that and I, that's my best friend I live with for a while. Loves Donovan. I don't necessarily understand it, but more power to him. Uh, but you know, talked to this girl for a few days. Thought she was very funny. I she had takes. That's what I liked. It was easy to have a conversation with her on a dating app because whatever topic I had, she had a take for it. So I asked her. I said, you know, well, you know, we've been talking for a few days now. Do you want to hang out this weekend? And she says, you know, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. What do you want to do? Uh, she had already established in the conversation that she she didn't really want to go to a park. She doesn't really like walking around doing nothing. Uh, She was fully vaccinated. I am half vaccinated. I told her I don't really want to be in an indoors public place until I'm fully vaccinated. So I can't I can't take you out to eat. But and I know this sounds extreme, but would you like to come over to my apartment? We can watch a movie. We can hang out. It'll be fine. I I live alone. I'm telling you that in advance, but you can still come over to my apartment. You're more than welcome here. Um, She tells me she has a rule. Against not going to strange men apartments, which by the way, fair rule, good idea. I would recommend that. She says, I, I typically don't go over to strange guys' apartments, but you seem to be fine. Yes, we can do that. Um I say, Great. We talk about what movie we're gonna watch. Um, and then we end the conversation the night before the date, and she says, You just have to promise me one thing. I say, What's that? <laughs> and she says, you have to promise you're not going to try to fuck me when I'm over in your apartment tomorrow. And I say, great, makes my life easier. I don't even want that on the table. I don't even want to think about that. Thank you for being up front. The, the thought process of I'm going to go on a date with this guy, but he has to promise he's not going to fuck me before I, I before I go over to his place. Very funny to me. Um, so I'm cleaning my apartment the, the day of. And uh, at some point I look up on my wall and I realize, oh, that's right. Two weeks ago, I paid international shipping prices to get a Grand Hamada poster shipped to my apartment, and that is now on my wall. And I think, well, God, am I am I going to take this down? I, I've got it pretty firmly established on this wall. And I said, no, I'm going to leave it up. And I left it up, and I, when she came in, I said, I apologize for the decor. I know it looks like a 12-year-old boy's bedroom, but this is my apartment. This is where I live, and I'm going to decorate it how I want. We proceeded to spend hours, literally three and a half hours, talking in my apartment, vibrant conversation, had a really, really nice time. Have not heard from her since. She unmatched with me on Hinge today. I am blaming it on the
1: Grand Hamada poster. I I, I mean, sometimes people are a Kainai DX people.
0: <laughs> she did mention she had a, a, an affinity for Takamichi now that you say it.
1: I mean, I, I was expecting, you know, maybe some... Uh, dick togo maybe shiryu but you know no specifically not
0: dick togo that was firmly established in this conversation she was not interested in dick togo and quite honestly that is a policy going forward that i i because i there's like a weird we talked about being straight edge at the start of the show the song um out of step by minor threat is uh, i don't drink i don't smoke i don't fuck and there was a a large conversation in the straight edge community when that song came out of like well is ian MacKay preaching abstinence? Like, what's his deal? And and his point was, no, I'm just very against the hypersexualization of society, and I personally don't partake in casual sex. Now, I don't either, but that's because I host a Japanese wrestling podcast, so I don't necessarily have the opportunity uh, to commit those acts. But I fall in line with the same thing. Like, I was looking to take this girl out on a date. I just don't know what to do because we're in a pandemic, and I don't know where to go. Uh, but I really, really like the logic of I will come over to your apartment. You just have to not fuck me. And for me, it calmed me down. It eased my anxiety immediately. And uh, one of these days, I will get a second date with someone.
1: I, I, I mean, like, of course, my reaction to either promises and, and like, it's like my, my mindset is like, it's a really sad state that like that has to be like (laughs) implicit
0: all of all of her reasoning i just want to make it abundantly clear completely justified logical the right thing to do don't go over to strangers apartments make sure to establish rules and boundaries before you get over there if you do i completely respect her quite honestly made me more calm i understood what the situation was going to be and i enjoyed it i just didn't get the follow-up which is a bummer because i thought we had a nice time
1: you know it's it, it it's a world out there. That's all. <laughs> I, 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 I it, it, I mean.
0: I used the phrase fucking, and now Mike is very nervous with what to say. He does have a brand to uphold.
1: It's just that no one should care about <laughs> 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 No, no 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 people don't need to know what well, what what I'm horny about or if I choose to be horny or not. I just think that's just not necessary, you know? That that there is uh, I know that you are not as much of a video gamer, but there is a guy named um uh, his name uh, Brian David Gordon, who used to work for Polygon who started like a fan thing and like he made it very implicitly clear because he worked on the website that I know you've probably heard of him, but the McElroy brothers. Okay, yeah. And they and, and, and the, that community has some like very parasocial like fixations and like he got out in front of it, it's like hi you can't tell me what to do you, you're you not my friend you are a viewer <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know maybe my take of that is like I just don't ah, I it, it's just something that like I try not to cuss on air even though I curse like a sailor off air I don't know it's just something that and, and you know me the second I say something I immediately commit to this and write it until it's it's train crash you know like I, I I'm stuck at this point
0: i think this is a good balance uh i, I enjoy <laughs> that we're at a point in the show where i can share some case low lore and i enjoy mike homer simpson backpedaling
1: into the bushes as soon as i tell those stories i i, I mean it, it's also because like all right i i'll bring up that this the, this is neither here nor there but you shared some lore and since it's 420 i'll share this lore <laughs> so Mike was at Joey Janela spring break now go ahead Mike <laughs> no no uh no this was like four or five years ago ago this was like pretty soon after I moved up to the upstate and I met someone on a dating website I think it was okcupid at the time I met her on okcupid and we were talking about stuff talking about comedy of course a- at a certain point i feel like in a lot of people's lives comedy is not just a uh something they enjoy it becomes a personality trait that they <laughs> are comedy people uh, I, unf- know- I unfortunately know this very well oh yeah like this and true she- and she was like yeah you know like there's an open mic here and you know i don't really do stand up and i'm like you know what i've done I, I don't really do comedy either. I have family who are involved in the comedy community. And she was like, yeah, so like, let's do this for like an open day. But it's, it's at a coffee shop. It's at a coffee shop that's like notably run by the Christian college in town. So like there wasn't like weird drinking or any of this. But she's like, but you know, beforehand, do you want to get high? And I was like, uh, and I was like, all right, I will hang out and do this. And it proceeded to have one of the most awkward dates of my life. And to the point of she went to the restroom in the middle of the set uh, the open mic side between acts and the MC because she just completely was like, because, like, you, you know, this case. Think about an open mic for a lot of places for, unless you're a new person trying out, you're trying out new material, trying to get like the beats down. And when you're a la- and when you want to have like laugh breaks and you're phrasing, right? it's it's, well, a,
0: it's the equivalent of a house show match,
1: right? Yeah. The, the thing was that uh, she was enjoying it so much that she was laughing at everything and throwing people off. Like, noticeably, like, this was like a 7 o'clock thing. Like, it was not late. And after that, and the, the guy was like, is, is she okay? It's like, no, yeah, she's fine. She's fine, I think. After that, never talked to her, never saw her again. Both of us kind of decided, you know what? This was a bad one. So be careful on 420, everyone. If you're going to get high and go on a blind date with someone to accommodate open mic, make sure that that, and, and here's the thing. It was her weed. It wasn't mine.
0: Yeah, no this this is this is all on her. I, I should note that the the woman that I saw this past week, very into weed, uh, let me know that multiple times was telling me stories about her on acid before, which I was not relating to at all. Uh, but you know, they're funny stories. I I enjoyed them. You, you,
1: you don't have any opinions about microdosing, case to get through your day.
0: Look, I mean, the, I, I lived with three kids my freshman year of college, and two of them, one of them loved Donovan. The other two just so into acid just to like a, a an honestly scary degree where i think about who they were in august of that year compared to may of that year and i was like oh man they got dumber like it's it's hard to be around these guys cuz all we it was freshman year of college you don't have a ton sure. going on so I we had a DVR, we had cable that was paid for by the dorm, and then we paid to have a DVR set up there. So, what we would do is we would just have King of the Hill, The Simpsons, and Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers all we would record the series whenever they aired on Adult Swim. We had them Mm -hmm. stocked on the DVR. We also had Seinfeld, too. So, every night we would come home, and uh, my roommate and I, who, who you know, he's the one that likes Donovan, we would sit there and enjoy our comedy. The other two would either smoke an ungodly amount of weed or every once in a while would just be like, no, we're just gonna trip out tonight and, you know, watch King of the Hill or whatever. And I'm glad I lived in that environment because I was so I was so not around that in high school that this very quickly it was like exposure therapy. I was like, okay, I have to be around these guys now. One of them, this is my favorite story from college, and we'll talk about Fuquo in a second, but I, I like the story. Uh one of my roommates started dating a girl that lived across the hall from us, like literally 15 steps from our dorm to her dorm. We went home for Thanksgiving break uh, that semester, and when we came back, all of her stuff was in our dorm. She had moved right. in to uh, our our place over Thanksgiving break, and we were like, yo, like, like, it's not a big deal, but like, why – and he was like, "Well, you know, she's she's fighting with her with her roommate. She can't live there. She's gonna live with us." It's like, "Yeah, but you didn't really run that by us." And like, we hear you guys just in- interacting, to say the least, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe run that by us. Uh, so she was living with us for about two months, and then one day they went to the Chicago Zoo. It was her first time doing acid. She had done it with her boyfriend, my roommate. And as the story goes, as the story was told to me, my roommate who was on acid saw a monkey in a cage at the zoo and he said that is me in this relationship I need to get out of this right now he broke up with his girlfriend at the zoo, came back to our dorm room, told us the story and as he was telling us the story it was our other roommate's birthday and he got a birthday cake delivered at that exact moment and we all (laughs) had cake and celebrated this dude breaking up with his girlfriend and I don't think I've been happy since
1: wow (laughs) <laughs> that's hey mike that's college for you no 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 that's very much like you, you, you would think that like an age gap like this no no i had a roommate whose whose girlfriend moved in and they ended up getting married but it was one of those things where, like guys come on just give me a <laughs> like luckily this wasn't like the first week of school this was like it wasn't like thanksgiving where you're like, still trying to make like friendships you know and you can't yeah, this be, was
0: like, really early to exactly. have, have another human move in
1: yeah, yeah, and especially like at that age, there as well. You're just like, oh my god. Well, like, and of course, it played out that way. However, you know, microdo or I, I, I don't know if they were microdos, but taking acid and going to the zoo and and then using it as a way to break up with your <laughs> girlfriend. That, that's going to be a story, not just for like you're telling now. That's going to be like, I, I mean, I feel for the woman because it's like, yeah, you're having your first drug experience of a certain type with your boyfriend. You think he, you trust. And then he dumps you because he sees a monkey because he's <laughs> tripping on acid. And, and, and then he goes back to his room. Of which you were living and you were going to have to move out in. Oh, and- she like w- like came into our room just like
0: crying. It was just like taking her stuff out one by one. It was like this prolonged process. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's like, well, we're like I was not a fan of her. I did not like that she was living with us. And I was not certainly not going to assist, help her move stuff out. She had to. Walk by us as we were having a conversation, and every three minutes, this girl was just crying, walking by us and taking a box of stuff and taking another box of stuff. Uh, and that is essentially freshman year of college summed up in a nutshell,
1: man. And you're having cake. It was the cake already done this time? I'm sorry, I'm fixating on the cake. The cake to so me is the funniest it, so it thing. It was,
0: it was a king cake. Um, all Is right.
1: It, yeah. So, who got the baby? Did 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 the dumper get the get the the king baby? The
0: birthday kid got the baby, so it worked out oh, nicely. That's nice. Nice. Um, that's nice. But it was. I mean, I'm someone that has awful dietary habits. I consume a lot of sugar, and I'm just lucky to have a uh, lucky to have a metabolism that keeps me somewhat in shape, somewhat kind of healthy. But I remember having that king cake, and I I don't think I had ever consumed that much sugar in a short time period. And I started, I started bouncing off the walls and that stuff typically doesn't affect me, but it was just, it was just a really intense 45 minutes. A lot happened in a very short amount of
1: time. I would say so. I would say so. So the second, uh, (laughs) I I had a, I had a nice way that I was like, Oh, I see how we're going to segue into the manscape bad. No way to segue out of dumping and eating cake, cake, uh, king cake here. Uh, had more attendance. Um, any big takeaways for our run through the card and we could talk about what we liked on it? No, just that the building looked
0: very full and then I've, I've got a few matches here
1: that I liked as well. Yeah, so this had 325, which I feel like that's their biggest attendance there since COVID hit. But opener, uh, Masquerade versus Natural Vibes, Shun Skywalker, Kota Minora, Jason Lee, KZ, Susumu, Yokosuka, Kiki Horikuchi. Jason Lee got the win with a maximum driver in 11 minutes and 46 seconds. And the second match... Punched and UT in the singles match. 15-minute time limit draw. Uh, second, the third match is an unaffiliated team of Ultimo Dragon and Reo Saito versus a high-end team of Big Benkei and Dragon Kid. Benkei Pen Saito after a spear. 8-man unaffiliated tag. Uh, one side was Masaki Mochizuki, Takashi Yoshida, Bukuromo Dragon, and Hoho Loon. Go Ho Ho, you, you got match four on a Fukuoka show versus the R.E.D. team of BB Hulk, Kaido Ishida, Kazuma Sakamoto, and Diamante. Match five, Naruki Doi and Gamma versus Kai and SB Kento. Kai got pinned after an accidental cane shot by SBK by Naruki Doi. And then the main event as part of Kakatora's kind of trial series. This time it was with high end Yamato and Keisuke Akuta versus the R.E.D. team of Ata, Hip Hop Kakuta, and Hio. Kagatora got the win with the Gura Makakari in 14 minutes and 33 seconds.
0: I really like this show. There's actually, there's quite a bit that I want to talk about here, and I want to start with the opening match. We saw Jason Lee survive multiple backslide from heaven attempts, and then he ended up pinning Genki Horiguchi with the maximum driver. What do we think about Lee's current role? Do we think a title match is in line for him sometime
1: soon? Not only do I think a title match is on the line for him soon, I think he's going to show up like right after uh, Keisuke Akuda puts out Tomonaga and challenge for the Brave Gate at Dead or Alive. I think that that's going to be a match on that card.
0: So I-, I agree with you, but I disagree with you. I do think Lee is in line for a title shot, but I look back at the April 9th Corcoran Hall Show where the opening match was Shun Skywalker and Jason Lee against Susumi Yokosuka and UT for Jason Lee pin Yakosuka. Okay. And I start thinking, well, you know, Jason Lee, Coach Minora and La Estrella, they're going to need ma- a match on this show. There's not a Triangle Gate match booked yet. Uh, would you complain at the prospect of Lee, Minora, and Estrella versus KZ, Yokosuka
1: and Horaguchi? Oh, not at all. I think that that's actually a better idea because then at that time you'll have ut and takeda kamei to do something else on the ender card
0: oh yes that is that that is true because we do get Kame back this week
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I like your idea more than i than mine so we're going to use your idea I, from I, now i on.
0: think i mean ashita versus or i'm sorry not Ashita. if if lee versus Akuda happens i'm not going to complain by any means but two direct falls over natural vibes members and, and natural Vibe, natural vibes members that weren't ut that mm-hmm. leads me to think he's getting a triangle gate shot
1: no, I, I think that's entirely fair. And, you know, this was my match of the show. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, especially, like, Susumu and Jason have excellent chemistry together, with Susumu actually playing open Rudo for the first time in a long time towards Jason Lee. And I really enjoyed it. I went three and three quarters on this match.
0: I, I am not that high. I, I like the main event quite a bit. Um, there This, this was a—other than— the match three that that ben K yeah. and Dragon Kid versus Saito and Ultima, there was nothing there, but everything else on the show, I I liked and I thought there was some sort of value to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the only other match that I was like all right, whatever, was match five, but that's for the reasons that we talked about with the uh, preview match. You know, like it was a fine match. I went three flat on on Gamma and Doi versus Kai and SPK, but I just was like all right, we're getting more build up there, but. You know, you would not think that a show with a punch tomonaga singles match that went fifteen minute time limit draw with UT would be as good as it was.
0: I love this match. I didn't think it was a great match, but I loved no. I loved what this was. And it's funny because I think I think 2015 case this would have been his own personal hell, a fifteen minute UT and, and Tomonaga match, but I've changed, Mike, I've grown as a person, and I have come to find out that UT is honestly one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. And I I just love this. That Tamanaga yeah. is going in to this match with Akuta. He's woefully unprepared. He I pray to God he gets destroyed. I, I don't we don't need a, a banana peel win for Tamanaga, and I don't think that's gonna happen. But he's gonna be in the fight of his life against KaySkey Akuta. And to prepare, he's getting stretched out by UT and they're trading submissions, and it's this crazy <laughs> mat-based match. Like God, this was fun. And they they, I, I, they protected UT. And in turn, I don't think they hurt Tamanaga. I don't think he needed the win. The 15-minute draw was fine for him. And they, they kept UT's gimmick of being this crazy sort of Yave-style grappler alive as well.
1: Yeah, like this, uh, like it's kind of become on brand for me to say like, oh, UT had himself a prime zone match, basically. But this is like, UT is my favorite worker in the company right now. I, it, over the last like year or two years really dating back to 19 or dating back to late 2018 into 2019 and then losing all that time. He's the person whose ring style like interests me the most. And the two of them had like a really solid, uh, really solid match. And it kind of played off the fact that, uh, as you said, Punch is so out of his depth this match. He caught Okuda here and he kept on saying, like, he could fight Okuda, he could fight Okuda. He got his ass heading into him each and every time. And then when Okuda kind of pitied him, he got the win there and was able to do that. Now he realized, oh crap, I need to get myself prepared. And, you know, fi- facing the mini maestro is a great way to do so. And it was a really compelling 15 minute match. I did not, I don't think this makes, this would not make your list of Punch Shominaga four star matches, but, you know, it was a healthy three and a quarter.
0: No, it it would not make the list of Punch Tominaga four star matches. We did a show back in August. I think we I, I think I have the date, right. I think we were reviewing the August twenty second Dragon Gate show, and I went down the list of literally every great Punch Tominaga match there's ever been, which was that's a not a lot, it, it, not a lot, but more than you would think. I think that's a fair right. way of putting it. Um, this would not make that list, but similar to Shimizu versus KZ from the first show, although this wasn't as good this was just one of those fun matches that you know only the hardcores are going to watch this show i get that uh, you know even a lot of the people that are going to watch dead or alive aren't going to pay attention to this double shot in fukuoka but i i wish they would because i think they would get enjoyment out of matches like this
1: yeah absolutely I, i'm with you on that um the other match that like i mean you mentioned it uh the main event was a whole lot of fun and we can start speculating again. We saw how great Kagetora was as Dance Hashimoto, but him and High End fit. Like, he fits in a lot of places, and that's what makes him so frustrating, right?
0: Yeah, let me quickly make a note that after the fourth match, that eight-man tag that had Ho-Ho-Loon in it, Ashita uh, pinned Yoshida, or uh, submitted him, rather, with the ankle hold, and then oh, Ashita yeah. and Sakamoto challenged Yoshida and Mochizuki for the Twin Gate Belts. That'll take place at Dead or Alive. What a Twin Gate match! I mean that the the, the Mochizuki Ashida interactions in that match were ridiculous, and I think the last time those two had a featured match with one another, I think you have to go back to that final gate, which I think was 2016, where you yeah. did Mochi Fuji versus Ashida and Yamamura, and. Uh, Oshita and Yamamura almost died in that match. I mean, it was like... I've seen Mochizuki and Fuji beat people up before,
1: but even this was like, oh, oh, my God. Like, oh, Y'all are going a little hard here. Do they owe you money or something like that? But, no, like, I'm really stoked for this. Thanks for bringing this up so we didn't gloss over it. The finish in this this match four where uh Ashita had him down the ankle hold and then Kazuma was in Yoshida's face basically cackling at him the entire time with such a cool image there. Like, we've opined about Kazuma Sakamoto and Kaido Ishida, but never thought about them as a Twin Gate team, and I kind of like it a whole lot. They're oh, just it's,
0: it's so fresh because, you know, because Ashita was Brave Gate champion for a year, we haven't seen him in a Twin Gate match since the end of 2019, we obviously had Sakamoto and Hulk teaming for a long time, and and while I've been urging Drangate to freshen up the Twin Gate division a little bit, it might sound hypocritical to say uh, that I enjoy a team that Sakamoto is still involved with and challenging for the title, but to me, there is such a dramatic facelift with Sakamoto now teaming with Ishida, and and I say that as someone that just complimented BB Hulk for his effort in the first Fukuoka show, but mm-hmm. but no, that 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 match... Ah, man, I I really, really like this Dead or Alive card so far, and I I think it's only going to get better once we land on uh, the Triangle Gate match, the Brave Gate match, or or both. I don't know if they're going to do both titles on that show or not, but yeah, there's a lot to like there, and there's a lot to like with Kagatora, who I owe an apology to because a few weeks ago, about a month ago now, we came on here. And ripped on him. I mean, we we said, you know, this is this is a guy that honestly would be better suited in the All Japan Juniors division, that his time in Drangate has run its course, he doesn't really fit in anywhere, and while we enjoyed the memories that we have with him, if he left tomorrow, I, I don't know if we'd miss him, and in true Kagatora form, just as he's done his entire career, as soon as he was given something to do, as soon as he had something he could sink his teeth into... He has excelled in that role. I thought he was a ton of fun as Dance Hashimoto and Natural Vibes. Here, as just Kagatora and high end, I don't think he missed a beat. I think he could team with Yamato and Akuda on every show going forward, and I wouldn't bat an eye. And plus, on this Kobe Sambo Hall show this week, he will be Bridgebook Kagatora teaming with the heel R.E.D. side, which I did not think they were going to do in this storyline where Kagator is trying out every unit until he decides which one he wants to be in. I assumed he would team with the baby faces and choose from them. I think it's really cool that he's also going to be teaming with the heels.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's something in translation that I'm missing with Bridgebook. I'm just imagining that he really likes playing contract bridge. I was going to ask you, I,
0: I certainly have not seen any reasoning why that is the name.
1: No, no, no. But like it works really well. And the, the, the thing about this match that really did this to me and this will be a old kind of on brand thing. Heo kind of was the glue to this match. Like he was so good in this and played off everyone so well and he was the person that, of course would, would eat the fall, but he was the person that would eat the fall, but basically was the connective t- tissue between like the this tag team and a guy who's trying out to join the tag team and then you don't get a lot of uh Ata Kakuta and Hio. Uh, trios, but we're gonna get a we're gonna get a bunch of them because of the lead up to Dead or Alive. But just kind of, I felt like he tied the room together.
0: I really uh, liked Kakuta on these two shows. I really liked Yamato and Kakuta in this match. I thought they worked really well together, and that's yeah. kind of one of those things to have in the back of your mind. May twenty second in Hokkaido, one of the King of Gate shows that we'll get we have Yamato versus Kakuta in a singles match, and that's, I mean, God, that, that, that's one of those that could deliver to a very high degree.
1: Yeah, that seems pretty spicy now that you bring that up. Uh, any more thoughts about this before we get into the show that will have bridge book Kagatora?
0: Fun shows. Uh, you know, Mike and I don't typically have a ton to say about Fukuoka, but I, I really enjoyed these, and if you have the time, I would at least parse through the matches we talked about.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's we're coming up in the last week of the month, you know. There's gonna be two other shows on the network. These two shows combined, you can watch them in three hours if you're looking for stuff and there's and there's some gold in these shows, which is something we can't always say about Fukuoka shows and double shots, but we are returning looking ahead on the twenty second, so on Thursday, to Kobe Sambo Hall, the friendly confines for Gate of Passion twenty twenty one. It'll be on the network live 6 30 p.m. Japanese standard time that's 4 30 for those on the east coast uh running down the card opening matches to the Takedo comeback match KZ and Susumi Yokosuka with the Kame versus BB Hulk Kazuma Sakamoto and Hyo they will reveal his new ring gear and they've teased that he'll be getting a name change so that will be coming up ahead no, no one in this class has kept their their actual name which i find is kind of funny but then we have match two don fuji and jason lee versus Ginky Horiguchi and ut match three high end of yamato dragon kid and binkay versus red of kaido Ishida kai and sb kento you could probably guess what's going to happen there if you've listened to us like 30 minutes ago and then match four is the Royal Sambo, Ultimo Dragon, Misaki Mochizuki Takashi Yoshida, Ryo Saito, Bukudomo Dragon, Super Shisa, Konamao, Chikawa, Sachi Boy, Gamma, Yosuke San Maria Problem Dragon, Hoho, Loon, Diamante, and Dia Inferno. Match five, semi-main event, open the Brave Gate match. This is Keisuke Akuda, I believe, making his fourth defense case? Fourth or fifth? Oh,
0: God. I think it's his I think fourth. It's, I can double check.
1: I think it's his fourth. The, it, yeah. Yeah. But he's defending against Panchominaga, and then the main event Masquerade versus RED plus RED Tryout, Shun Skywalker, Koda Minora, and La versus Ata, Hip Hop Kakuta, and Bridge Book Kakatora
0: to answer your question yes this will be his fourth defense he had the kaito Washita rematch at world the Kagatora match with Gect at final gate 2020 Gakt, and the Gact, of course do i need to is there something i'm supposed to know there i know he's like a big deal but are they doing more stuff with that
1: uh akuda has a lot of important friends that that that's all that, that i would take from him. i mean Gact is like a legitimate huge star like the like the case of like big in japan but like Gak is was for for a while like one of the biggest musicians in Japan. Like it was a legit big deal for Gak to be there.
0: Yeah, so he had the Ashita match, the Kakatora match and the Hiyo match at Champion Gate in Osaka this year. So this will be his fourth defense. I expect him to retain and quite honestly a loaded Kobe Sambo Hall show. We're going to get yeah. uh, uh, something big with a with the Kame return match. I'm nervous about his new name. I'm nervous about his, his his new ring gear only because I believe it's going to be overalls. And Jay uh, posted that picture of Taiji Ishimori during his Torimod X days. And it just struck fear into my soul. Um, because <laughs> yeah. uh, well, because Taiji Ishimori, I don't know if, if you guys are aware, but is no longer with the dragon system. And does not wish to speak about that time in his life. Uh, Don Fuji and Jason Lee versus Horiguchi and UT sounds like a ton of fun. I think I'm going to really like that match. And then Akuda versus Tamanaga, I, I trust Drangi to have this not overstay. It's welcome to have it be something worthwhile. And then that main event, it's another really solid Masquerade versus R.E.D. lineup. And given Kagatura's performance with natural vibes and with high end, I have no doubt that he's going to bring it here as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, revisiting the Royal Sambo, like like we did the Ichikawa storyline that was funny enough for me to be like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. I'm ready for what's going to happen Now with the Royal Sambo match, like if this is going to be a way of getting a lot of people on the shows, then I'm sorry. I think some people at this point in their career should be only brought out for big occasions. Like, unless there's a a point to this, I look at this and I look at the people involved in this match. I'm like, you know, I would like to see Shisa versus Bukodomo, Bukodomo with like the idea of now, uh, Shimizu knows Lucha like that is fascinating to me like i i i could do without the trappings of that but yeah well, th- this is the
0: first one that really uh, outside of mochizuki who I, I i will still count as a big star even if he is phased down in the booking right now well i guess he's twin gate champion so that's not true yeah. um yeah that was stupid of me he's twin gate champion um it's the first one without any big stars in it
1: i, I ultimo's in it but yeah, yeah but
0: ultimo's always in these um mm-hmm but, like, you know, we've had Yamato, we've had Ato, we've had guys of that caliber that are in their prime in these matches before. I still don't mind it because I, now that we know what these matches are, I don't think they're egregiously long. I think the Ichikawa stuff is funny. And, I mean, what are we. Is this better or worse than Ultimo, Mochizuki, and Yoshida versus Saito, Shimizu, and Sachi Hoko Boy, or whatever? You know, I, I feel like the quality right. is. Uh, the same, and the it, it's just it's something different that we don't see often. So I would rather have this than a, a meaningless six or eight man tag.
1: No, I understand that, but yeah, I mean, really, like when I look at this thing, like match three, like I'm just ready for that match. So I'm just like, okay, like we're doing this. On, I'll be interested in seeing if Ben and Ishida could kind of weave their way in. But given how the storylines have been, I think that they're just gonna kind of be left out on the outside a lot like how Ben K has been over the last 18 months and uh you
0: know I had in my notes on the Fukuoka show when Ben K walked out and he had kind of like a I don't I don't know like a military cut kind of it's not quite a yeah.
1: mohawk but he had he had a crew cut he had a crew thank cut thank you
0: I had in my notes that is Ben K's look he needs to not change it and he showed up on social media 2 days ago with a completely shaven head honestly doesn't look bad at least i don't think so and it gives him less things to play with so hopefully we can see him look like the same human on a show-to-show <laughs> basis from here on out but i was so disappointed because he came out I was like yes that is Ben k's look this is what he needs to look like this is the hair for him and that hair is now gone
1: yeah 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 and it was something that like i didn't see anything about these shows until like you, until i saw that photo and i was like something happened with Bin k for him to have like a buzzed head because that means something different. And when people in Dragon Gate historically have had buzz their hair, it's because of an Apoesa or because something bad happened. So, of course, I was like, do we know what happened here? I'm just assuming that this is... Benke is someone that just, you know, he just likes fucking with his body, for lack of better words. And, yeah, I, I wish would, I, th- That crew cut looked fine. But, like, the bald head, especially with someone with... Like, he doesn't have bad cauliflower ears, but his ears are kind of pronounced. It's just like, oh, okay. You're just being Benke right now, I guess. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre just the way he has changed his look so constantly, really since his career began, but especially over the past year, it's just, it, I mean, he looks like a different human on every show.
1: Since uh. Pretty much since like dropping the dream gate, he kind of just is decided like first he he decided to be like Mac from Always Sunny and gain mass. Then he lost mass and he looked more cut than ever before. Then he had like his hair and then, you know, he had his concussion and his hair came back and just looked, he looked very kind of just stilted. And now he's bald for whatever reason
0: it's it's truly bizarre i mean at first it was the weight now it's the hair cuz i mean i remember at king of gate last year this dude was uh, walking around like a like a professional bodybuilder he looked like the the guy on the gold's gym t-shirt and then he mm-hmm. dropped a bunch of weight and then he put some of the weight back on and muscle it's just uh, god he's i would like to spend some time with ben k and and learn who he is
1: a, a lot of questions for ben k <laughs> a lot of, a lot of questions but yeah as you said like this is a pretty meaty sambo hall show so it'll be interesting to see and it'll be interesting to see if they start setting up stuff for post dead or alive knowing that you know i mean they're in that they will be in the thick of it so i mean uh they'll have to get stuff rolling for king of gate and other stuff that's going to be the directions for the summer it'll be interesting to see if this kind of starts that and then of course case on the 24th from higashi osaka and osaka prefecture at the higashi osaka gymnasium it is the first ...of the Star Final Countdown Shows. It's in Hagashi Osaka. That is Masato Yoshino's hometown. And we're getting the return of Masato Yoshino... ...in his final hometown show. It's live on the network. They like having both his and Doi's... Uh, ...homecoming shows on the network. It's a 17 uh, o'clock Japanese Standard Time start. That's 5 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. That makes it 3 a.m. on the East Coast. And yeah... It's nice. Well, we were wondering if he was going to make it for these, but looks like that Yoshino is going to, at the very least on these uh, Final Countdown shows, he's going to wrestle his final matches.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that he's going to be on these shows in a wrestling capacity. Now, it, it could be one of those deals where he takes two or three bumps and he gets stays out of the way and lets Doi and Yamato do the heavy lifting. If that's the case, I get it. I, I'm hoping we can see some form of vintage Masato Yoshino because it's not like he had a bad year in 2020. I I thought he was actually a particularly compelling wrestler for most of the year. And it's a bummer that we got to see, uh, the beginning stage of what it looked like this year was going to look like for him with the Yoshino and Kamei versus Ata and Hio tag match from December 5th of last year, or after that the was match so good. Yoshino cut a promo and it, the first was a great match. And then after the match, Yoshino cut a promo and, and started uh, explaining that he was going to be giving his signature moves to the younger generation. And unfortunately that hasn't become a thing. I think Kagatora did it with somebody, um, Do you remember who that was? Kagatora said that this is now your
1: move, but I don't remember who he told it to. Oh, it was still Australia.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. He got his version of the tarantula.
0: That's right. So, you know, we've seen a little bit of it, but it's, you know, Kagatura as the the surrogate is not the same as Masato Yoshino handing his signature move over to somebody, which is a bummer. Uh, And this is obviously not the way that I want to see his career end, luckily on this show and over at com, As we get closer to Yoshino's retirement, we're going to have a lot of special Masato Yoshino coverage because he's uh, someone that deserves it. But I- I'm very glad that at least in some capacity, he'll be wrestling on this show. And quite frankly, I like the rest of the card too.
1: Yeah, this is a very fun show. And yeah, it it just like, I feel like it's worth talking up up top. The main event is Masato Yoshino, Naruki Dui, and over his Eita, BB Hulk and Hio. That's the four sixths of the Big Six right there. Like they're bringing that to Yoshino's hometown once again. They have Eita who you know he, him and KZ are the people who've been elevated post the Big Six era into main eventers, and then Hio's there because. You know, you always need a ditch digger. Well, so, but...
0: somebody's eating a Bakatari sliding kick, and it's not going to be Ater or BB Hulk, so that is why <laughs> Hyo's there.
1: <laughs> I, I, the, 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 that finish does bad things for my character. Heo can take it. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: but, but uh, yeah, go ahead. But
1: it's just a big thing that this is happening, and it already gets the uh, gear spinning in my head on what might be his final match on eight one. Like now that we're seeing like this, and I had no doubt that they were going to do like these kind of things where they could for Masato Yoshino. But it's nice that they that now pen has gone to paper, and that's what we're getting for his final hometown match. Uh,
0: let me be no fun for a second because I've yeah. seen I've seen a few different people say this, and they're people that you know follow Gate to some extent. maybe maybe it's me maybe I'm off maybe you disagree and I I just I have a a negative outlook on things but I keep on seeing people float out the idea that they're gonna do Doi versus Yoshino in a singles match on the first of those Kobe world shows do you get the impression that they're gonna that that is anything Dragon Gate would do
1: uh unlikely I think it's unlikely for the company I mean first and foremost it, it should be said and it's something that I've done a poor job of so I'll try to be more clear about this uh, june 30 or july 31st that's kobe world pro wrestling festival that's the traditional kobe world show yes final eight one is speed star final so two completely different shows this isn't two nights for Masayo yoshino this is kobe world and then masada yoshino retirement show
0: yeah you're so right you're right I, we, we've done a poor job of, of of fully explaining that but i was thinking about that earlier this week actually when i was looking at the schedule yeah. ahead um I i don't know i just don't I, I mean, it's cool if they do Doi versus Yoshino, but I, I kind of want to get that I, idea out of people's heads because I don't yeah. think that's... I, I think they'll probably tag on that yeah. first show. I wouldn't mind seeing one final speed muscle match, and then they'll do some combination of Doi, Yoshino, Ultimo, and I mean, God, maybe a Washi, just given how how good a friend Yoshino seems to be with him against
1: Yeah,
0: some combination of guys. I mean, it, it, the... I don't have a feel for who all is going to be involved yet. It's a bummer that Shuji Kondo is going to be out for a prolonged period of time with that. I think it was a torn Achilles, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, so it, the-
0: he, yeah he's completely out for a world, which is a bummer because I would imagine he would have been in Yoshino's farewell match given the Italian Collection connection there. But I, I would just, I would urge people to not be expecting Doi versus Yoshino in a singles match at any time uh within the final months of Yoshino's career
1: yeah and just to further illustrate this point like the obvious analog is Jushin Thunder Liger how they did the retirement for him in 2020 you, you're not the the idea that it was Dragon Lee and Harumu, and Hiromu Takahashi in that first match like that's on the first night like the, there's a difference in what those two guys mean to the company and the booking going forward in New Japan than Naruki Doi does especially Naruki Doi as age they're not going to burn that
0: it'd be kind of cool if they did Doi Yoshino it, oh, versus uh doing Yoshino versus Kakuta and SB Kento, which is where Yoshino got hurt. That's the last match Yoshino wrestled was on December 27th. They did and Yoshino mm-hmm. versus Kakuta and SBK. I would like to see them run that back. Cause I think that would be positioning doing Yoshino against the two brightest future stars of the company, but I have, I have no feel for what they're going to do.
1: Yeah. It, it's honestly way too far out other than talking about, okay, what's the dream gate match for, 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 uh, Kobe world my opinion. So, like, you know, I just—you're not going to burn Naruki Doi twice in, in the same weekend in Kobe Cannon Hall and stuff of—that's uh, uh, not going to go further in the company. You know, like, it's still Naruki Doi. Like, yes, m- yes, Masato Yoshino's retiring. Yes, we're all bummed. But Naruki Doi, with Yoshino going, he's probably the number two popular man in the promotion behind Yamato. So they're not going to like having that. Like, that's a great moment. But if you're going to be doing that match, you're doing that match on Speedstar final. You're not doing that match at Kobe World Pro Wrestling Festival.
0: And given the treatment that Ultimo got when he returned to the company, and I and I understand that even Yoshino being as injured as he is is in a, is in a different physical state than Ultimo was, but the Ultimo template, from what we saw at World 2019, the Ultimo template is there. They just need to plug in Yoshino and do Yoshino's things instead of Ultimo's mm-hmm. things because I, I still think back about just how satisfying and in a weird pro wrestling way it's it's not a term that i think should be used often but how kind of beautiful the ultimo return match was yeah you know do the same thing with yoshino it's not complicated
1: yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's gonna be an emotional affecting weekend anyways so like there's those ways to figure it out with that but uh the rest of the show as you said whole lot of fun gonna run down the rest of the card opener is uh Bensuke and Hoho Loon. I was trying to think of a way to say they're unaffiliated uh, in this combination versus Ari-Yi team of Kaido Ishida, SB Kento, and Hip Hop Kakuda. Second match Ultimo Dragon and Dragon Kid versus Sachi Hoko Machine and X. Match three, masaki Mochizuki and Takashi Oshida versus Kazma Sakamoto and Kai. Match four, Don Fuchi and Toru Owashi versus Yazushi Kanda and Kakatora. And then match five is Natural Vibes versus Masquerade. It's KZ, Sasumi Yokosuka, Kinki Horikuchi, and UT versus Shun Skywalker, Kota Menor, Jason Lee, and La Estrella. The main event, as we mentioned before, six-man tag team match, Masato Yoshino, Naruki Doi, and Yamato versus the R.E.D. team of Ata, B.B. Hulk, and Hio.
0: Fun show. Lots to like there. I like that Natural Vibes-Masquerade match. I'm very curious to see who, who, who uh, X is going to be. And it looks like a very watchable card.
1: Yeah. Honestly, Kazma and Kai, I'm excited to see these two against uh, the Buddy Cops. You know, Kazma like we talked about earlier about Kazma and Hulk. The difference between Kazma and Hulk and Kazma and Ishida, Kazma is now showing more overt personality than he did with Hulk, and it's great.
0: That's also a match where I, it's you know it's match three on what is typically a non televised show, so it's not that big of a deal. But I'm very curious to see who takes the fall in that match because you've got your champions. One of your challengers and then the main event of your next big show, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Sakamoto can pin Yoshida or can pin Mochizuki. It's no big deal, but I'm just—that's th- yeah. one of those where the fall is not very obvious on paper. I, I-, I don't know who is going to go
1: over and who's taking the fall there. And and then, of course, there's X, which is fascinating to me because you have Ultimo and Dragon Kid. These two guys don't tag team that often. Like, they they play up on it, but— the fact that two dragons are taming, like these two are taming, like the, the the two like dragons really are teaming against Sachioko Machine. Who, I think we could say this, and not break KFA, It's Sachioko Boy. It's Masato Yoshino is one of his best friends and X makes me wonder, like, is is Yoshino going to come out here and do a comedy match as, as Sachioko Machine Three as X, or are we getting maybe like Darkness Dragon? Kaness comes as Darkness Dragon. I, it's funny. Kaness was
0: going to be my guess of just who can kind of fill this role it, but is Kness hurt I, I forget the last time we saw him
1: uh, I'm guessing Kness is hurt <laughs> like it's the safe answer is Kness hurt probably but, he, well uh, he wrestled I mean, he, on
0: uh, April 4th
1: it was a non-televised show
0: Horiguchi and Kagatora against Kness and Kanda
1: I just noticed this I I'm looking at Kness's uh f- uh Twitter profile and June 27th the 25th anniversary show for both Gamma and Kness.
0: 25th? My goodness. Is Kness, without looking this up, because I, well, I, you can look it up. I'm not going to look it up. That's why I'm asking you. Is he a war trainee?
1: Michinoku Pro. Did he ever wrestle in Michinoku Pro? Uh, that I'm going to have to look up myself, but both Kness and Gamma were Michinoku Pro trainees originally.
0: Okay, so it looks like he has a few matches in Michinoku he wrestled mm-hmm. 16 matches and i don't n- none of these would be on tape because they're all singles matches and and probably opening matches and then yeah big he's a big japan guy and a war guy and then he ends up in Torimon on their second show uh as yeah under as a shoot makoto. name yeah well he actually he wrestles the first show as makoto Saito, and then goes to all caps makota that summer um
1: yeah where he's a dragon kind of thing it was weird
0: fascinating career uh one of those i i don't even know of like a basketball comparison you can make or a baseball comparison uh but just uh, i would like to see what that career looks like fully healthy
1: yeah i mean that's the big giant one thing uh i'm right now on cage match uh apparently there's a guy named junji.com who teamed with rio Saito. To defeat uh, Darkness Dragon Yuzushi Kanda and Differ Ariake in 2001. Who's Junji.com? I see that, uh, that
0: name all the time. I don't know what the story is behind that, but I am, I am oh.
1: well-versed in cage match
0: readings of Junji.com.
1: Oh, he's a Hamaguchi guy, better known as Junji Inazuma.
0: Gotcha. Uh, yeah. w- while we're in this uh, random cage match hellhole, I watched a match earlier today uh, that made me think of you. I, I, it's on YouTube, but it's unlisted, so I can I can send you the link. And listeners, if you want this match as well, I can send you the link. Um, Osaka Pro, August 13th, 2000. There's a singles match between Masato Yakashuji, who I know you like, and the man that would later be known as Hubbo. They had a very fun kind of Prime Zone-esque singles match.
1: That is yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that, would be, that would happen on Spears Produce. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to run that match back. Uh, Hobo, you could come in the mask, eat in the tail. That's fine. But Masato Yakasuji, I've thought more about that wrestler. He will be making an appearance in my top 100, by the way. I think I've said that before. But Well, yeah, listeners, no. if you want
0: to link to that at underscore in your case on Twitter, let me know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like the rest of the show, I mean, it looks like an absolute blast. And I mean,. Uh, Toru, Washi, and Don Fuji tag-teaming, that's fun. And, you know, even, like, the opener, Ho-Ho Loon gets to hang out with the jocks. And who amongst us wouldn't want to hang out with Keisuke Akuda, Benke over the last few weeks? I don't know. It, Benke might be kind of exhausting to hang out with, but, you know, the, the, that is a fun trios team, if you ask me.
0: I, I know... Jay is at least... A, I, I don't know if Jay listens to the show. I know Jay is aware of the show. He definitely know it exists. He has been on the show. <laughs> yeah. He has been on the he, show. He definitely know the show exists. I can't say he listens to it, but if he does, and he's hearing this, come dead or alive when you and Ho-Ho are in the booth, please ask him what it was like teaming with Akuda and Ben-K, because I don't know what the <laughs> answer is going to be, but I know the answer is going to be funny.
1: I, I mean... The, 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 that is stuff I think everyone should care about. How Ho Ho does with that? Oh, jeez. Now I'm thinking about whoa, that match even more. But yeah, that's those are the shows we have coming up this week. Uh, but we'll have a quiet week after this one because we probably won't. Because there is the show May first, but that will be. I'm tr- I'm trying to think about days of the week and calendars. I'm sorry, Texas educational systems failing me right now. I'm from but, Indiana. I'm not doing much better. Yeah, but. The, those are the two final shows of the month. There'll be no more shows next week. Actually, next Saturday, there is an Edeon on 2 show. So, not yeah, that, this that, Saturday that, that coming that starts up.
0: Hell Week, where I think we have, what, five shows in seven days or something?
1: Uh, we have Osaka on the first. We have the doubleheader second and third in KBS Hall. IT is is not taped. Dead or Alive on the fifth. So, that's four and five. Yeah, five and seven. And then, and then we will have... Uh, six and nine and then we get a week off until fukuoka and then we have the triple shot in hokkaido like that's not a fun week either for them so 15th and 16th they're in fukuoka then they're going to chiba that's not too bad but then they have a travel day and then they wrestle five then they wrestle the 21st through the 23rd and and sapporo uh 24th and hakudate and 25th and and then 26th and Niigata. That is not a fun travel week for them. <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, that, that's pretty bad,
0: because, I mean, three of those, should the, the, the three Hokkaido shows on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, those are going to be taped. Those are King of Gate shows. They're going to have singles matches on all those shows, so they're going to have to be working hard there. And then, you know, I am, I, I'm not a ticket buyer at the Sendai Wholesale Center, uh, but I would expect a pretty uh, chill effort on that house show.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then Nagata, if anyone takes it out of third gear, I'd be stunned.
0: <laughs> Again, hope you support the company. <laughs> hope you enjoy the show. I would just temper your expectations if you're listening to us from Nagata.
1: Uh, hey, maybe something happens and we might be getting the, uh, the, getting rikis kids on that show.
0: You know, I, I, I'm kind of annoyed that the May 30th show... Uh, is it is it the 30th that has the Battle Royal? I, why are why is the show that has the King of Gate Battle Royal not making tape? That just seems like one of those things in 2021 it's that we would have figured out by now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We'd, we'd figure it out. And any other company by Dragon Gate, I assume that they would take care of it. Maybe they tape it. I don't think they will, but maybe they will.
0: Because that's the last show before... Cork and on the third, so that that is when the battle royal is going to be, and that's a show that it's it's Doi versus Diamante, KZ versus sp Kento, and Skywalker versus Kakuta, what will be a dead or alive rematch, and then the battle royal at the end of the show. Throw throw a camera in there and put that up on the network. That is going to be a big show, and I'm going to be really annoyed
1: if we don't see that battle royal. And, and while you're at it, in Nigata, <laughs> yes, I did say don't expect people to be working real hard. <laughs> Shin Skywalker versus Ut. That, that help, show that's help.
0: that's a uh, Skywalker versus Ut Akuda versus Kakuta and Susumu versus Jason Lee. By all means, feel free to film that one as well.
1: And I mean, if you're already bringing out the camera and, and committing piracy laws, and you know we we know how those go in Japan right now. Uh, if you're in Hakodate and you want to tape, actually Block B Dragon Kid versus Jason Lee, and then Ut versus Hip Hop Kakuta, yeah. Yeah. And Ata versus SP. one day, I think one day, maybe all this stuff gets taped. Maybe. But man, what what a spoil of riches. But I mean, we're getting a lot of awesome stuff taped, so I'm not complaining too much.
0: No, it's, it's May is going to be a wild month. I know we've we spent a lot of time talking in the back half of last year about how, you know, this is the best month to sign up for the Dragon Gate Network. No, this is the best time. I don't think there will ever be a month more loaded with stuff making tape and, and big stuff making tape at that than May of this year. So uh, now is the time to hop aboard. I'm very happy with the promotion after this week. I wanted to ask just because it's a double shot, and, and I think this is this is relevant. Uh, and I know we haven't been doing a great job of keeping up with this every week, but, but Mike Spears, when it comes to the
1: Fukuoka double shot, who do you think won the week? who do i think won the week gosh i was thinking about this i was watching this game <laughs> and i've closed my notebook uh you know i th- i could be chalk and say kakuta because he was in the two main events and you know he looked like a star in both of those what did bakutamo do on night two yeah uh i KZ KZ. i think had the most consistent performance across both nights so KZ
0: i'm gonna go with kakuta we'll, we'll we'll split the vote there and i'm okay with that so mvps of this yeah. week kakuta and casey and i think both of the matches that they were involved with are,
1: are are worth your time absolutely absolutely so we went longer than i expected this time case but we had to talk about about weird dating stories <laughs> but uh anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here
0: no i've been doing a lot of audio today i am i'm done now
1: Yeah, but let's call it so for case i'm mike if you want to follow the show you could follow us at open voice gate. You could follow myself at Fujihaya with two eyes like Don Fuji and follow Case at underscore in your case. But for case I'm like, Thanks for listening Open the voice gate. We'll be back next week talking about the start of the Speed Star final countdown. Take care, everyone.